Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Allie Colbert Show. I'm your host, Allie Colbert. I watched the Golden Globes this past weekend. And by that, I mean I went in and out and I saw a few YouTube clips. Austin Butler. I talked about this on my Instagram, but Austin Butler not giving up the Elvis accent is very sick to me. And it's it's clear that this is a put-on voice I understand he has a deep voice and he sort of had an affect in his voice before he took on the role of Elvis. But it is obvious now that he is keeping the Elvis voice. And he does it in interviews. And everyone says to him, they say, Austin, you seem to have sort of kept Elvis's voice. What's going on? And he says, well, it's kind of like um, going to a foreign country. Kind of liking it to living in a foreign country. You come back home, and it's sort of baked into your DNA now. Uh, Austin, you're 32 years old. If you're an American and you moved to a different country and you came back after three years and you started talking like this, I would think you are mentally unstable. I don't think it's a testament to how hard he worked or how it truly sunk into his personality. I think he's crazy. I think he's eight gallons of crazy in a seven-gallon bucket. I think he's losing it. And I think Cindy Crawford's daughter, who's the latest girl that's sleeping with him, needs to look at him and say, stop it. You're not Elvis. You're fucking ridiculous. You're embarrassing yourself. Stop going on red carpets to promote the film talking like you're Elvis. It's bizarre. And it's obviously only if you play someone like Elvis, by the way, can you kind of play this little game where you say, well, like, I kind of took on the voice. If Austin Butler was in a World War II film and played Hitler, he wouldn't be going on the red carpet saying, the film was very good. I just Hitler seeped into my DNA. Oh, pretty interesting that you chose the king of rock to seep into your DNA. You didn't let any other roles seep into your DNA, Austin Butler, okay? And I don't, by the way, I don't even know what else this guy has been in. Like, I know this, this role is the role that put him on the map. And he's very handsome. I get it. I'm into it, too. But why not? Uh, why don't you sound still like uh, the guy you played in Zoe 101, Austin? Why didn't he seep into your DNA? Hmm? How about Dune? Why don't you sound like the guy from Dune? Oh, Elvis, the King of Rock. That's the only one that sort of seemed to stick. Give me a break. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Next. I do review a little bit of the Golden Globes with our guest today on the podcast, Rachel Ballinger. I don't, I don't think I go into crazy detail. I like Gerard uh, Carmichael a lot. He feels sleepy to me, though. I kind of want to say, like, wake up. Like, you're going to host the show. Like, wake up. I didn't watch a lot of these films that were nominated, though. Like, The Fablemans I haven't watched. Maybe I should watch it. Obviously, I saw Top Gun. I haven't seen Avatar The Way of Water yet because I don't seem to have a season I could take off to go to the movie theater. It's like 15 hours. And the director's always like, well, we, we needed to keep every hour. Really? I don't think so. Could you have cut, cut it down a little bit? Make it 90 minutes, then I'll watch The Way of Water. You know? I do want to see Babylon. Saw everything everywhere all at once. Loved it. Really enjoyed it. Glass Onion, that was fun too. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. The director said I wanted to call it Glass Onion, but I couldn't. I totally agree. It's so wonky like that. And I did love Triangle of Sadness. That was, uh, that was probably my top pick. I didn't like Eddie Murphy saying I have a blueprint to success and I got out my pen and paper and then he said don't say Will Smith's wife's name. That's it? That's the joke you're going for? Like an old tweet from six months ago? Okay. Okay, Eddie Murphy. Julian right now is planning a yoga retreat. Her next yoga retreat is going to be in Mexico. Sorry, Morocco. Going to be in Morocco. And it's going to be in Morocco. And I said, Julian, look up if it's legal to be gay there. And it says, technically, it is illegal to be gay in Morocco. So... That's something that gay people have to think about. We have to think about, can we vacation somewhere where we would be thrown in jail? However, then I'm thinking, you know what Morocco is known for? Pretty sure Morocco is known for, like, gorgeous textiles, tea, and cats. Oh, yeah, is that what the straight men are coming up with there? 
All those beautiful fabrics and oil paints. Also, all your straight guys are up to that, huh? Yeah, nothing sounds gay about that, Morocco. All your gorgeous rainbow scarves. New year, new us. Suleyna and I have been like, she's been like asking me these questions at the end of the day and at the start of the day. She's like, what's your intention for the day? Which I like, I, I, you know, it's a little hokey, but I like because I would never do it on my own if she wasn't there kind of holding this, holding the space for me. She didn't create that space for me, but I would never, I'm not like someone, I'm not like, okay, my intention for today. Like that's just not my MO. But sometimes it's a little much. Like last night we were in bed and Julian's like, I want to know, like, she's like, I want to know your three favorite moments of the day. I'm like, I want to go to sleep, but I I think it's really sweet, but I want to go to sleep. She's like, just pick one word to summarize your, like, if you had to pick one word, I'm like, are you a Harvard admissions officer? What are these college essay prompts you're coming up with? She always has another. It's, I feel like every day she's interviewing me about whether or not I'm going to get a spot in the Yale School of Drama. She's like, just tell me with one posture how your childhood made you feel. I'm like, I don't know what graduate program this is, but I'm good. I'm just going to finish Emily in Paris. I'm trucking along. I'm going through. We watched Emily the Criminal. I loved that. I thought Aubrey Plaza killed it in that. It was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. You guys, if you're in New York, I'm performing in New York this week, and the dates are on my website, but tomorrow I'm at New York Comedy Club, 8 o'clock, Good Eggs. I'm at the Comedy Cellar at 1030, Chemistry Sets. Thursday, I'm also at the Comedy Cellar. It's on the Comedy Cellar website and my website, AllieColbert.com. Check there for tickets. And today is a really great episode I have on Rachel Ballinger, YouTube star. We talk all about creating her channel. And, you know, she she really took off on YouTube. Growing up, you know, with, with religion and then coming out and meeting her girlfriend and the whole U-Haul track. It's fun. We hit it off. I like hitting it off with people I don't know enjoy the episode subscribe if you haven't leave and leave a comment follow on spotify give us five stars thanks guys did you watch the golden globes no i'm really bad at watching award shows i feel like there's a lot of nothing that happens and my adhd just won't let me do it i just sit there and i'm like okay i gotta leave yeah there's they're no i mean they're self-important and ridiculous yeah and it, i mean i just watch you know the highlights later and then see what everyone wore and I act like I care for a second and that's it. And then there's an, a new word show the next week. I, you're not into TV and film like that? I'm not into like celebrities like that. I love watching, like I love binge watching TV shows. I'm not much of a movie person, but I don't care about celebrities. <laughs> like I wish I did. Ca- it's good. It's good to not care about them. Why? I wish I didn't care at all. I mean, I don't, I'm not like obsessed, but I definitely know what's going on, but maybe that's because I like to make like jokes about it and stuff. Oh, that's probably, you like to stay relevant. Yeah, I want to stay like I want to know what what's going on, but you're you're so relevant and you're not a part of that conversation. <laughs> I, so, I've been doing I went on a deep dive of you and oh, so we right. met Rachel Ballinger. We met uh when I was co-hosting We're Having Gay Sex. Mhm. And would you say well how would tell me what you you say you would answer if I said what do you do? Uh, I started out as a YouTuber and now I'm just a digital content creator. A digital content creator. Okay. I, there's so many words to define it. I don't know. Yeah. But you have a huge YouTube following. Yeah. I have a couple million, which is I, nice. I, it's huge. So <laughs> tell me, I get, I get that once you have a couple million, you're like, it's not 15 million. And once you have 15 million, you're like, I'm not, I don't know, Charlie D'Amelio. She has got like everyone on the globe watching her like tap dance. I'm not sure. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, know you just I mean? never have enough, you're, I guess. You never have enough. But when did you start? the you i missed the boat on youtube oh, because i I'm remember sorry. i know i uh <laughs> i'm so sorry like i remember are you you're my age right like are you like 30 ish i'm 31 perfect okay i'm 29 so this is my memory of youtube my memory of youtube is charlie bit my finger oh yeah good one is oh my god shoes oh my god shoes <gasps> yes an original that's like og shit yeah, so there were videos that I remember would like they would take over and they'd stick around for like two weeks. That would be the video. Yeah, they would just like go viral for a minute, and then we all just yeah repeat them as we go on in life. And then we all moved on, you know. But I don't feel like I felt like YouTube was like it was almost like everyone was tuning in to the same TV channel. Yes, and we there would be one thing that would hit, we'd all be obsessed with it. And it was like you saw the YouTube, did you see the YouTube? And then. There was like this rise of these YouTube stars, which I think I just 
ended up clocking out of YouTube and I shouldn't I shouldn't have. I should have been posting and I should have done what you did. And I should be living in Ventura with like a cool dog. Like I should 100% be doing that. But I didn't. But so when did you start the channel and like what ha- what happened? That what what happened? So my sister started first and she was posting videos for her friends and she accidentally went viral. She was one of those little videos that like she was like, I don't know why people are watching this. There's hundreds of thousands of people watching this. I don't know why. And then she was smart and took advantage of it. So she started doing it. What was that video of? She was a character Miranda sings, and she was giving a fake voice lesson. Oh, that's your sister. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I did a lot of research. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I know that. That that's enough. That's another like huge phenomenon. Yeah, she was one of the OG Great, like YouTubers. Um, okay, you know so what? She's it's part actually, of that first wave. it's better for the listeners that I don't know the whole story because then, okay. I, then you have an organic reaction and you have me really kind of fascinated by every detail. But I could come in and have everything memorized. Isn't this better for this you? This is better. I like telling you a story rather than just repeating information. So your sister, Miranda, sings. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So you're like, holy shit, she's taken off. Yeah, and so uh, I graduated college and like most people, I was like, I have a degree, now what? And right. my, my sister was like, Start some. Um, she's like, do YouTube videos. We grew up doing videos. Like my yeah, that's just what we did. My dad just bought us a camera and we just had fun and just made stuff. So we were not new to it. Yeah. We just started putting it on the internet. So she mm-hmm. was like, just make some YouTube videos, see what happens. I was like, all right. So I started it. You know, a couple thousand views here and there because of her. You know, she pushed yeah. my channel a little bit. And then do I actually- you identify as a YouTube nepo baby? I knew you were going to say that because I listened to two of your podcasts and you were talking about, yeah, for sure. I, that just my came sister. to mind just now, but yeah. I didn't think, but it's kind of funny that you're, you would say I'm a Nepo baby because of Miranda Sings. It is a funny yeah. sentence. Yeah. I mean, she's my sister and she's why I got started. So without yeah. her, I don't, I would, without her, I would never have done it. And yeah. I would have not gotten the jump start I have. I kept the right. career going but for sure she's the reason i had the jump start totally you know i'm just like fucking with you oh yeah i don't take offense to it i'm very self-aware okay. there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who are like no i worked really hard for this i'm like to be it's siblings like your name's Haley baldwin yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you worked hard after that but yeah no okay so you start posting videos yeah i started posting videos and then she was like uh i need a personal assistant come with me so i traveled the world with her doing her live show and slowly built uh my fan base and then once I was making enough on YouTube to not have to work for her anymore, I split off and did my own thing, and I've just been doing it ever since. What, and how would you describe your what you post, your content, your comedy? Uh, it's changed things. a lot throughout the years, but like the center of it is just to make people laugh. So I don't know if I would necessarily call myself a comedian, but right now my I've got a bunch of different stuff I do. But my main channel is I test things so you don't have to. So I test products I that you wa- see that go. I was watching that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They go the viral. Toys. Yes, yes. <laughs> So I do that on my main channel. I have a vlog channel where I just vlog my daily life. I have a podcast channel where I have two podcasts. And then, of course, I'm on all the social medias, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff, where I just post random stuff. But the like, those social medias don't have a thing. So like for me, I know that people are following me. They follow me because of my comedy. But what you said, I don't necessarily identify as a comedian, which like, isn't that more pressure that like you're just being yourself? Like, you're not hiding behind something. <laughs> I've never thought about that. I thought it was more pressure to consider myself a comedian because then people expect me to be funny. Oh, I see that. I see that as well. But at least I'm like, at least I, I feel like there's um, a wall up between myself and the audience. And that's like mm. the joke I'm telling. But you're like, this is my life. Yeah, I'm just me. And I just act like an idiot while I do stuff. That's my thing is I just act like an idiot while I do stuff. That's, and is that do you feel that you do that in your normal life you kind of act like an idiot while you do stuff uh less and less this is where i've been coming with an issue is as i've turned 30 and i'm like i used to do videos where i test kids bathtub toys and i'd be in the bathtub either fully clothed or in a wetsuit or in a onesie playing testing kids bathtub toys and i was i got into my new house i was 30 i just bought this really nice house i was living with my girlfriend and i get in the bathtub in a onesie and i'm playing with kids toys and i looked at myself right? in the reflection of my camera and i was like Dude, you're too old for this. <laughs> right. It's like you're like you're like you feel like you're aging out of like your material or whatever yeah. it is. And you're like, I need to find something that's authentic and of the moment. Yeah. Which is like, well, I'm really leaning into podcasts now because I have one called Rachel Uncensored where it's the only place on the Internet you can find an uncensored version of me because my entire YouTube career, 
I've been very brand friendly and family friendly. Like I'm still me, yeah. but I just don't cuss. I don't talk about my drink like that. I consume alcohol. My, I don't talk about my drinking problem. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> no, I just don't like, there's just like, I don't put anything on the internet that like a brand wouldn't want. And then right. Rachel Uncensored, I was finally like, you know what? I want a place where they can know, like, not that I've been lying about who I am, but just a part of me that they've never seen before. And yeah. I feel like I'm leaning more into that because I am, I'm getting older. I'm getting less hyper. I'm getting less loud, which I never thought I would be, but that's yeah. where I am. Yeah, you still so. have ADHD, but you maybe don't want to be in a bathtub for as long anymore. Yeah. I, you know, kids' toys are fun for like five minutes instead of 15 now. <laughs> totally. And do you, and are you, <laughs> I just want to play with it for a little. Are you like, what is your schedule like as like a content creator? Like, are you, do you hold yourself? And I find this to be kind of hard for me. Like I, sometimes I'm like, I have no structure to my life. Yes. Like, are it you looks, super structured or you're like, cause if you have a girlfriend, you're just home making out like that's, really, yeah, that's nice. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to be very unstructured, but I also used to not have a life. And so I would just be home and there wasn't any rhyme or reason, but I'd get all my work done cause I just didn't do anything. And then when I started dating my girlfriend two years ago, we started just like, traveling and having a blast. And I was like, oh, I need structure because I'm not getting anything done because I'm just distracted. So uh, last year, I actually hired an editor for the first time ever. And then uh, after uh, that, he didn't work out. But then I hired one of my best friends to be my personal assistant and editor. And so now I have like an employee. And so she's like, you have to give me structure because I will just go insane if you don't and I'll run into a wall. So I do now have a little structure and it's, I hate it, but it gets some work done. <laughs> and I hate it. It's terrible. I, I totally get that. And also I, I had a thought that just came to mind when you said you started dating your girlfriend and then you know you really realized, oh, I'm not structured here. But I think this is Look, I think this happens for straight couples, but I think it's particular also to lesbian couples is that when you start dating a girl, and especially if you live with her, it's so easy to like every day think you're just having a sleepover. And it's oh, like, yeah. She's sitting <laughs> on the couch. Like, I need to like live my life. You know what I mean? And my girlfriend, my fiance and I were like, we're, we're like, okay, we have to like go do work. Like this can't just be every day is like a slumber party with your best friend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she'll just be sitting on the couch. And I'm like running around doing stuff. And I see her. I'm like, oh, hey. And I just go like cuddle on the couch there. And she's like, you have things to do. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll just be here. <laughs> it's so fun. Like living with a girl. It's just like, obviously there's some problems with living with a girl. And I talk about this in my stand up, but like to see her, cause we both work from home for the most part. Yeah. But, like to see her throughout the day, like that should be illegal like i can't yeah. just leave my like computer work and then have this like hot blonde on my couch that like wants a hug what are you insane that's that's criminal yeah like, sometimes like she's, we get in bed and, yeah go go, go, go she's go, always go, down go. to hang out with me because like yes it's so, a problem yeah if she's home she's like yeah let's go play and i'm like of course you're my best friend. I, know. I want to go play with you. Let's go play. Let's just ditch. I'm Let's like, go I can play. Do, I can do this later. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sometimes Julian and I, we're like, we're having like another sleepover tonight. This is so fun. Like we get to have another sleepover, but then we just both are like our work piles up and we're like, fuck. Okay. We yeah. really like, I cannot talk to you today. Like this morning she had to go to work and she's like, she's like, come downstairs before I leave. I'm like, I I'm like doing stuff right now. She's like, you don't want to just have coffee with me before I leave and like see me out the door. I'm like, I shouldn't have to drop you at like the bus station. You know, she wants me to like walk her to the bus stop and like pack her a lunch and be like, drive safe. Like it's just too much, but I, I love her. But do you do calls throughout the day with your girlfriend? If she's yeah. leaving? Is she like calling you with updates? Are you ever like, just it's enough with the yeah. updates? No. Oh, I love it. <laughs> all day long you want every, every update. yeah i want her to constantly be texting me and calling me so uh she's in school and so whenever she would go to like she's on winter break right now but whenever mm -hmm. she'd go to school she'd always call me on her walk back to the car and my assistant gets mad because we'll be in the middle of podcasting and my rule is whenever she calls him an answer even if it's just like hey babe i can't talk like just let her know that i am aware she's calling and I'll be in the middle of working. I'll be in the middle of filming, recording, whatever. If she calls, I answer. And I'll be like, hey, babe. Oh, my God. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. And Emily here in the back be like, she's recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so are you the, ever the one that calls her? Or are you always the, the, the receiver? No, I text her. She calls me. I don't know. I just, yeah. I'm not, 
I don't pick up the phone and call people very often. I rather just text, except when it's her. That's me. That's our dynamic. I text, she calls. Yeah. And then if we are in a different area, like if she's back home on the East Coast or something, we FaceTime at night, maybe. But right. I don't know. When we first met, would we FaceTimed think, every night. Well, yeah. <laughs> would you think it would be weird if, you're, if your girlfriend is away to go a day without talking on the phone? Oh, that'd be, I know, illegal. <laughs> <laughs> why have you abandoned me yeah, I'm like, not, so did you break up am i single i don't understand did it, did right. something i did no i mean like no texting at all or just like no phone call no texting but no phone call that could happen if one of us was really busy like because if she is on the east coast uh there's a three hour like, that could happen if there was a big problem yeah, you know if she was in the hospital i'll allow it right <laughs> I, f- I find do you feel that lesbian couples are more attached to each other than straight couples yeah because like we actually like each other straight couples don't like <laughs> that, each other is that what it is yeah because I'm trying to figure this out do you know a straight couple that actually like I, I think I know one where the people yeah. are like best friends and truly enjoy each other we might know the same one <laughs> okay <laughs> you're, but you're right I feel that um I feel that men want women and want to like sleep with them and be with them, but they don't like women. Yeah, they don't. Like they just want to be taken care of and have someone that is a consistent sex person in their life. Right. And you know it is it, nice. They like, want they come mommy home. with sex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they want someone at the house. They want to have sex with mommy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. Deny- I was a psych major. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. You're like that's uh that's on the money. Yeah. There that's, you go. That tracks. Yeah, I just had a yeah. friend break up. Though her boyfriend broke up with her, and he was like, "Yeah, I still want to be friends." And she told us, "She goes, we, he and I aren't friends. We were never friends. We were dating." And right. my girlfriend and I, right? Like, we're like best friends. If we broke up, it would be like traumatizing because one, you're losing a partner, but then we'd be losing our best friend. That sucks. Yeah, you're you're so right. That's what makes <laughs> lesbian breakups so terrible. It's like yeah. they become everything like you're like how are you like my best friend a soulmate my roommate yeah I have like a sisterhood with my partner because we're both women yeah it's like you know and I I don't mean that in a in like a strange like that's just how it is like the bond between two women is just so fucking intense and emotionally connected that it's like it's not like saying I don't want to see you anymore Brian you know what I mean like like, you really just annoy me as a person yeah and yeah. I feel like that's why a lot of lesbians try and stay friends with their exes is because they don't mm. want to lose that friendship. But then, of course, it can get messy. But I feel like yeah. that's one of the main reasons why lesbians like that. There's that ongoing joke of just like, right. They never leave. They're all with the ex is always around. Yeah. And I am. I think it also has to do with like, I just think like queer people in general, like we've been through at least I have. And I, I remember a lot of your story from the podcast. We'll have to go in and go into it again. Okay. Like I experienced so much like aloneness that to finally find someone that like, I feel so connected to in the way, in that way. And like, you know, th- this idea of like chosen family, it's like, you don't mm-hmm. just like sort of amputate these meaningful connections, no. especially when you're queer. Yeah. You know, straight people are like, I'll find another guy that works in an investment bank. I'm like, Jenna yeah. was the only one who loved me. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna only is the only person that ever saw my soul for what it was. <laughs> exactly Uh, yeah no i completely agree it just yeah yeah. and then uh it's hard and my our straight friends just don't understand because i like broke up with a dude and i literally have not seen his face since i have not spoken to him and i don't (laughs) blink an eye about it yeah i don't blink an eye about he was absolutely like literally nothing could have not existed in my life and i would have had the same memories i felt the exact same way about my ex-boyfriend it was like there was nothing sparking anything in me no not at all. But if, you know, my girlfriend and I broke up, that I would constantly just like, if I had a, I'd just be like, wait, but remember that one time we laughed about this thing? <laughs> like, I can't ever eat at this restaurant again. I'd just be like, uh, a mess. Yeah. I'd be like, you ruined fall for me. This <laughs> is like some, something so huge. Like, you ruined the state of California. I can't go, I couldn't live in Los Angeles. Yeah. It would, oh, be, it would be terrible started my itunes hold on a second Perfect. my itunes just what are yeah. we playing what are you playing it was <laughs> actually all i want for christmas by mariah carey <laughs> by the way didn't itunes shut down is there still an itunes app you're right yeah the iplayer Shit. thing that's a little yeah, music right. note at the you're bottom right. of you're the right. screen you're, no you're right that was really dumb of me but like i just like don't go to, onto itunes to listen to music anymore i have a bunch of stuff saved i have iMusic and spotify and Come it just, on, Spotify is what you use. 
it is what I use. But yeah, there you go. Be honest, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I I don't want to miss out on both because sometimes new music comes out and doesn't hit Spotify yet, but it's on yeah. iTunes. And if right. I have I- iTunes music, I can listen to it there. Yeah. I just don't want to miss out. No, I hear you. I hear you. Tell me about your girlfriend and how you met her. Uh, we met on Hinge. She the it was not meant to be deleted. Yes. And that's the one my therapist said I had to download. So she was like, you want, she's like, you don't want to, I don't want to sleep around. I don't want to, you know, there's no shame in that yeah. at all, but that's just not who I am. I just want to find a person and be there. So yeah. I downloaded Hinge. I was on it for three days and she messaged me and then I was just like, oh, that's it. And we've, <laughs> we've been talking for, we've been talking, we've talked every day since. Wait, so she, all right, let me go back a little farther because isn't this your first girlfriend? Yeah. Okay, I knew it. I knew it. So, so tell me, <laughs> tell me when this starts percolating. All I remember is we call you a barrel-aged gay on we're having gay yes. sex, and I can't remember why because you were uh, pent up for so long, right? That yeah. We finally cracked you open. You're just yeah. like a ripe gay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize I was gay till I was about twenty nine. And then, and how does that how does that happen? Just I don't know. I not paying attention to the signs. Being in a relationship already with a man, and I just very. I'm very monogamous yeah. to the point where I just don't look at other people. I'm sure that's a fault, but I was no, just, it's, not, it's just who you it's, are. Yeah. I'm very, I'm a very loyal person. So I, mean, I was, I've always said like, I'm really glad I was with a piece of shit human because if I was with like a great dude and I realized I was gay, I would probably stay in the relationship because I'd be like, Oh wow. Yeah. Are you religious? So, um, I grew up religious, but I am not now. No. Yeah. That's a Christian. That's a Christian thing. Right. I think. Yes. I was Christian. Christians <laughs> love to sacrifice themselves. And it's like, come on guys, you don't have to do that. Yeah. The therapy's helped. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up really, really religious or just sort of got, you found I God grew- once in a while? No, like I grew up in the church and my dad was very, very religious, but I grew up in a very uh, liberal town. So my friends were all, none of my friends were religious. And so I had this nice balance. And then I went to a Christian university and everyone there was Christian. And I was like, oh, these people suck. Like, you're like, everyone's Christian at the Christian university. That's so (laughs) weird. I thought, well, I thought I was going to come in and like find my people because I've always struggled with faith. I was always like, okay, but why is that a sin? And be like, wait, why would? God just, he's saying we can't do all these things, but he can do that. I don't get it. He killed yeah. everybody. <laughs> and like, it was just like, I, you're like trolling God. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? I don't understand. Can you please tell me why you did that? You're a hypocrite at Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> trolling it was, God, it was really that. So I thought like when I went to a Christian university, I would like find my people and like finally understand faith and all this, all this crap. And then. I got there and I was like, oh man, everyone here is a hypocrite and super judgmental. Mm. And like yeah. the only people I ended up being friends with were people that were either wa- wavering in their faith or were just there for the scholarship and weren't actually religious. So I found myself leaning towards those people and I was like, mm, there might be something in this. And then I graduated and I was like, that sucked. I don't want to do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> and were you, yeah, go on, go on. Yeah. So, and then I just became more and more of a liberal and, you know, less conservative and, I got rid of all my inter- internalized misogyny and sexism and came out on the other side. <laughs> how did you do that? How how the fuck did you do that? Uh, well, I've even though I've, I'm like a barrel aged gay, like I was very much me my entire life. I just didn't yeah. you know date women. I got really annoyed when like I, my passions are like woodworking and like sports, and when guys constantly you know like I'd be like, oh yeah. I love football. They're like, yeah, what quarterback won the MVP in, you know, 2005? And I'd be like, I don't know, dude. I don't memorize stats. I just enjoy yeah. the game. Like, and I'm I play- not gay. <laughs> I like I'm football, not like but I'm not that. gay about it. Yeah. And so I got really, I became like a feminist because I had to constantly yeah. stand up for myself. And like, I'd go into Home mm. Depot and they'd be like, little girl, you know what you want? I'm like, go away dude like yeah <laughs> fine yeah so because guys were constantly belittling me i became like a feminist and then i took like a little it like view in myself and i was like yeah, you you believed these things at one point like i used to like make sexist jokes in college and you know against myself and then i'd be like wait no that was wrong that i don't like that and then once you kind of crack the door you end up pushing it wide yeah. open you're like wait that right. one thing's wrong let's look at all of it yeah there's like no turning back. Yeah. What did, were your parents like disappointed about you like leaving faith in a way? No, my, my dad was always religious and my mom was always, I think she was like me where she wavered, but it was like, you grow, you grew up, she grew up very, very 
much in that time of like you mm-hmm. go to church and this is your family and this is what you do yeah so I think she understood why I was just kind of over it mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't make this announcement I just like slowly was just like not talking about it anymore and didn't go to church at all and yeah so it's not a huge fallout with them no not at all my parents love me they're they're great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> no yeah they they love me unconditionally it's yeah actually, it's that's totally actually fine. what it is my mom is always but been i mean very how like blessed are you in that oh, way oh extremely because, like i i mean i hear the the total opposite with that story especially when there's faith involved yes because i feel like it's usually like the parents will argue or the family will argue that like in not accepting you, they're actually fighting for your life. Oh yeah. They're like, I just, I'm Which you know, is a fighting for your argument. soul. Oh yeah. It's a, it's very manipulative. The whole religion is extremely manipulative. Yeah. No. And even like when I came out, they, they also were just like, at that point, they're like, okay, they, I think. Like, our- <laughs> just put a nail in our coffin already. Rachel. <laughs> I, I didn't even come out to my dad. I just was like, Hey mom, by the way, I'm gay. And she was like, Okay, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I was like, That's it? Yeah, That's she was fucking she, awesome. And then I was like, Yeah, uh, you can tell dad if you want. And I was like, I just don't have him text me that he'll pray for me. And she was like, Okay. And she told him and the next time I saw him it was just like nothing had changed, which is honestly like the goal in life is for no one to treat you any different. And then my mom yes. every once in a while be like, Can I ask a question? So when lesbians do this, what does this mean? <laughs> she's oh a sweetie and i'm like yeah yeah there you go and she's like oh it must be nice dating an equal <laughs> so my mom thinks women are better <laughs> oh that's amazing so i yeah. love that yeah that's my, great what yeah go no i was gonna say my mom was always a feminist but didn't realize it like she she was like women are better but we have to do what men say and then now she's like screw that <laughs> right like, she's kind of like, got her on it, it. I found that like to be really common actually is that like the lesbian or the queer daughter will like step into their power and it, and if their parents as opposed to like being like we no we don't accept gay whatever that yeah. is if they they kind of like it invites them especially the mother into like questioning her power and yes. her role as a woman because they're like fuck look at my fucking fierce ass dyke daughter yeah like yes you know and it's kind of amazing like I've seen the way just like I've had this experience with myself and other women that like that are come out as queer that their moms are then like I fucking would date a woman yes I fucking yep you know yeah like <laughs> There's like this ripple of like queer mothers that like follow their daughters. And I find it to be so beautiful because it's yeah. like, you know, times have changed and they're like, yeah, I really like how you're like trailblazing for yourself, you know? And that's why representation matters. But that, that's also why people are scared for representation because they're like, you're going right. to make people queer. And I'm like, we're not making them. We're just showing them that that's a better way to live. Not our fault. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're not making anyone gay. It's just like seeing that that's a possibility that there's opportunity there. It's like people should feel that way. People should feel that they can be whoever they want. It, like it's mind numbing the way people like manipulate religion to like keep people small. I, I yes. I'm so glad you like had did not have that experience. I, yeah. Uh, what were, did you have like a narrative about gay people growing up like going to the church or what was that? I was told it was a sin. But we were yeah. definitely a, a hate the sin, not the sinner family. Like everyone, we welcomed everyone in our mm. house with o- open arms. Yeah. Hate the sin, not the yeah. sinner family. It was, you know, that stupid phrase. But it made I've it never s- heard that phrase. You haven't? I thought that, I I heard was, that was, I thought that was you. That's why I'm no, snapping. That is a huge, like, saying in the church is like, you know, we hate the sin, not the sinner. So love them, but let's judge them, basically. It's like a, what would Jesus do? Love and judge. Yes. Yeah. Like Jesus would not throw stones, but would tell them they were wrong and preach the gospel to them. Like and that's have just... the townspeople throw the stones. Yes, exactly. And be like, what? I didn't start that. Yeah. So... <laughs> what? That wasn't, I don't know Maria who threw the stone. I'm sorry. I just, don't know what that you name know. is. Yeah. So we were never not allowed to like hang out with gay people or, you know, I'd watch Will and Grace. I had a TV in my room. I was the last of four kids. My parents gave up on the whole like parenting thing right. by the time I came around. <laughs> they're, they're like, let her watch Will and Grace. I don't care. She That's doesn't have to literally go to church. What it, yeah, I was like watching Will and Grace. My dad became, he goes, those, that is a sin. I was like, okay. And then he's like, all right. Like, then he's like laughing too. He like loves yeah. Sean Hayes in it. Yeah. And he, like, is that he, not one of the funniest shows ever? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. 
but then of course like i there was no representation of like cool lesbians and i so like growing up like will and grace was the only show and then like rosie o'donnell where there were gay people involved and i was like there wasn't a space for me but i totally i say that all the time i was like i had rosie and ellen and i didn't see myself and mm -mm. i didn't see who i would partner with so i felt like i couldn't be that i was like that's not me yeah and that's why i literally don't think i realized i was gay until tiktok because tiktok (laughs) i and i is so sad but it was like i opened the app and there was an attractive woman and i was that was gay and And she's like i'm gay yeah yeah and i was like what can i do this (laughs) can i date this i'm confused (laughs) isn't that amazing lesbian tiktok is some of the best representation it's like i've gotten so i've taken it for granted now because i love it i'm always on there yes but it is the best representation i've ever had as a queer woman like i don't have a other than the L word, which is like, I'm like, whatever. That, at Lesbian TikTok, I'm so grateful for Lesbian TikTok. Yes. I, it's I, why I am I'm who obsessed. I am now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, growing up, I, I went to a very large and liberal high school, and there wasn't a single, I don't know a single out gay person, like male or female, that was at that high school. And we were all very yeah. accepting. No one would have been shunned or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, and I feel like now so many teenagers are coming out. And I was like, yes, do that. Yes. Do it. I know. It's <laughs> like, amazing. It's amazing. Like just the like 20 years, 20 yes. years. It's it's changed so much. Yeah. So fucking much. By the way, I rewatched Will and Grace from the start. And Will and Grace is one of these shows that like I'll watch it if I have nothing on. I kind of want to like go to that. Yeah, because yeah, it yeah, just, yeah. I think it's phenomenal. I'm obsessed with Karen. Oh, same. And rewatching Karen is fully bisexual. Oh, my God. You're right. She is. She's, like, constantly talking about hooking up with women and, like, wanting to hook up with women. And, like, you know, she makes out with a girl. Like, she's definitely bisexual. But I just never, like, thought that when I was watching it. We I, all like, just took it as... shadowed. Yeah, we all just took it as, like, oh, she's a crazy rich drunk lady. Yeah, but she's... No, she's just, like, bi and, like, rich. It's, like, cool. Of course. And, of course, we wouldn't know that because we didn't really know what that was, like, to be bisexual. Right. I, yeah. I didn't know. I, know. I was just like, oh, you're curious I- until you're gay is what I thought that meant. totally totally i feel the same way and then um okay so you're kind of piecing that you you piece this together lesbian tiktok comes around Mm -hmm. you're like i'm gonna download these apps i'm gonna go on a date with a woman did you need to go on a date to prove it to yourself or or the second you start seeing these things you're like no 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 the the glove fits yeah no it was very much the glove fits i came out before i started dating her i was like this is it i i am gay there's no coming back from this and it's all I could think about now. There's no coming back from this. <laughs> this is okay. all it is. It's all you could think about. You become yeah. obsessed. Yes. Well, obviously. Yeah. It's like I was hitting yes. puberty all over again. And Isn't it like that? <laughs> yes. It's like I'm doing it all over again. It's like you're 16 again. I'm looking at boobs like I'm yeah. an 11-year-old boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like thinking about a girl. I'm just like, I don't know her. And now I'm obs- like, she's my new favorite person. And I'm obsessed. I, I want to put a poster in my room. everywhere. Yes. I know. <laughs> I'm like getting the throb all the time. I'm starting to realize I'm like I'm gay. I'm like the barista's hot. I'm like holy shit. Can you? That is one sad thing about. I was like, can you imagine being a boy going through that? And you have like a physical thing. Like yeah, we'll we'll like throb a little bit, but no one can see. No one can see how turned on we are. And then being like Rachel, (laughs) Rachel, I I had this thought this past weekend, and I I was thinking about it so much that I wrote a joke about it and did it on stage this weekend what is about it? how no one i mean I, it's longer than this but the idea is just that no one is more grateful to not have boners than closeted lesbians yes oh my god a thousand percent i that shit would be fucking rock hard popping up at the worst times <laughs> you'd be having an emotional conversation with a woman and all of a sudden you just i'm like she's like my dad wasn't there for me i'm like it's okay <laughs> But that's the sound it makes yeah do you have time to talk i just need to express my feelings what do you want yes go <laughs> she wants she wants me to like stroke her hair i, I just yeah it, it would be terrible i would oh, be hard man. all the time how, yeah. how is that that must be so hard yeah no pun intended but yeah but i think it might be a reason why i've thought about this that uh, it men might realize that they're gay earlier than lesbians because they have mm. a physical thing that can't it's like a lie detector like when a dog's happy it wags his tail like you can't deny that and like, so for You're us, so we might right. just be like, oh, I just have to pee or like, oh, I was sitting weird. Like we just, we could right. like push or like, it off. Why am I feeling that? And you yeah. can like pin it on different things. Yeah. But with like a guy, it's just like, there it is. And uh, 
and they're like there it is okay that's what did it like i it's just a theory i'm just i'm just making it up but like no i think it's i think there's something there i mean i think that women are always like well like i don't know why i felt that way maybe we're just really close Mm -hmm. but i think if you if you get hard that's kind of a clear indicator like this is it yeah yeah that's a good i like that theory i'll take it all right i accept that theory yeah so so you message her she messages you first your girlfriend what's her name abby abby okay so you message abby or abby messages you she messaged me she had actually (laughs) it was hinged so there were prompts and one of the things on my on my profile was like what's something that uh you believe in or you've always believed in or something and i put as my answer until last year i believed that dragons actually existed because i was dumb and was that a joke no no it was a sad truth (laughs) i don't understand i thought it was like you know just like dinosaurs like they had existed and then went extinct i thought that they lived in ireland and scotland and that was it um and it wasn't until i went to those places that people were like sort of inquired about the dragons yeah it's like so you're like so the dragons were kind of over in those hills yeah it's like oh you talking about did you have fire launchers to protect yourselves (laughs) they're like miranda singh's sister is really dumb (laughs) pretty much so yeah that was my prompt and she um she messaged me and said uh i wholeheartedly agree i'd love to discuss this further over drinks um in downtown santa barbara she thought i lived in santa barbara because she had actually known who i was and known my family and she knew my sister was from Santa Barbara and she didn't know where I was living. Yeah. I don't know why. Because on my thing, you can see where I was living. But she, she was the first person to just straight up ask me out and commented yeah. on something other than just like, hey. Because uh, I had people messaging me, but they were the most boring humans. And there was just nothing. And she was just bold, straightforward, just asked me out. And she was hot. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I also didn't know what my type was. I had just right. come out and I was just like, all of it. Yes. And then I, I started <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> looking at women. I was like, uh, that one's not doing it, but I don't know why. Like I couldn't figure out what I wanted. I was like trying to figure yeah. it out. And then she popped up and I was like, well, I know I like that one. So uh, <laughs> I know I like that. <laughs> it's like an ice cream flavor. I don't know. Something about Rocky Road. It just sits well with me. Couldn't tell you why. So, yeah, should we uh, just I messaged her. I don't even remember what I said back. And uh, we ended up just chatting and it was just like paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. And we were having like three conversations at once because uh, my brain can't stick on one. And right. she was keeping up. And then I didn't know that she knew me because, you know, she didn't say anything. And I went over. We finally exchanged Instagrams or she she gave me her Instagram name and I didn't give her mine because I didn't want uh-huh. her to. I was yeah, just like, totally. I don't know how to steer this. I I had started dating. It's, it's, it's a tricky thing, like, with the yeah. Instagram. I yeah. feel it, too. I'm like, part of me is, like, it's easier if you know, but then also it's like, I want you to know me for me. I don't want you to see yes. anything that's on here and kind of have an idea of who I am or, like, know stuff about me before I share it. Co- correct. That's exactly how it was. I was like, because while I am me on my stuff, it's like, there's more yeah, to me. not private yet. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's more to you than being in a onesie <laughs> testing, testing out kids' toys in the bath? No. A little on. bit. Sometimes I wear jeans. Uh, yeah. But... <laughs> So after like three days, she gave me her Instagram and I looked and she wasn't following anyone I followed. And I was like, okay, that's safe. And then she finally, uh, we were about to, we were going to like FaceTime and she was like, hey, I have to admit something. And I was just like, oh, here it is. Like I just, cause my sister's like, are you sure she doesn't know who we are? Cause she's in that age bracket. And she said she was homeschooled and that is our demographic. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so finally she was like, Hey, I knew who you were, but I wanted you to, I wanted to give you the chance to be yourself and to like, you know, be who I you like are that. and, you know, without that in the back of your mind. And I was, and my, I read it out loud to my sister and she goes, that was a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, That's it. I'm feeling that now. I think that is yeah. a s- really yeah. sophisticated little move. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, sweet. And I was a little hesitant, like she could feel me retract a little bit. And she was like, I promise, like, it's been amazing to know you. And, you know, it's I I want to continue. We don't have to follow each other on any social media. I really just want to keep talking to you. I was like, "Okay." And so I just was like, I have to let that go because that's not going to be the only time that that happens. Like if I keep dating, it's going to happen again. So uh, we just I was like, all right, I just got to keep talking. So we FaceTimed. And then from then on out, it was just good and she was back home because it was christmas time 
So she was back mm. home on the East Coast. And so we had a date. We we started talking in uh, December and then we had a date scheduled for January. This is like the height of COVID. So when she came back, she's like, I got to quarantine a little bit because I've been traveling. Yeah. And then finally we met up in person and we were like, yep, this works. Because I was I thought when she was going to come home, she was going to be bo- like she was just bored at home. And she, when she came back, yeah. she's going to forget about me. I was very well prepared for that. And then when she came home, she was hanging out with all her friends and still texting and calling me. And she'd be like at a party and calling me. And she was like, hey. And I was like, oh, you do like me. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And we ended up meeting yeah. up and it was great. The buildup is one of the best parts about lesbian dating because lesbians yes. are so good about like what you're saying. We had all the conversations going. We're talking on the phone even before we meet. Like lesbians love to do long distance. Lesbians mm-hmm. love to be in text. Like the emotional connection runs fucking hot. Yes. Like, I feel that. Yes. And how long after that first date are you like we're in a relationship? Um, A few I, hours? Yeah. <laughs> a couple minutes. <laughs> no, I think yeah. it was like a a week or two three I don't know yeah. I accidentally asked I didn't I didn't know <laughs> I accidentally asked her to be my girlfriend I didn't realize how it does that happen because well I was drunk but she was yeah. uh she was at my house and we had spent literally every single day together since we had met in person and totally that is it, so the way it happens yes yeah and same with I Julian ha- and I <laughs> it's nice. Like I had my own place. So she'd just come over and there was no reason it was during COVID. So she had actually lost her job and didn't have a reason to go home. And yeah, I was just like, just be here. Why would you not just be here? Not really how like unhealthy that can be, but, uh, <laughs> we both say we have no structure in our lives. We can't get anything done. We're like, we, I've also spent every day together since we're fully enmeshed. <laughs> we share a t-shirt at night. No. Uh, <laughs> so, we were laying in bed and she was like, oh, I just got off the phone with my friend. They started dating at the same time as us. Like they met at the same time as us and they just became exclusive tonight. And she was like, it's so weird. Like this friend and I, like we were always like, on the same path. And, and then I was like, oh, are we exclusive? And that was literally me asking, like, have you been talking to anyone else? And like, I wasn't being like, hey, let's be girlfriend, girlfriend. I just was like, yeah, I thought there was like a let's, you know, like be ex- exclusive. But I didn't know there were, like, I was giving it a title. And yeah. I was like, are we exclusive? And she laughed. She was like, yeah, I don't have the time to talk to anybody else. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, me too. And she was like, okay, cool. And then the next day, she did ended up leaving. And she's like, hey, can I come back late tonight? I said, yeah, here's the code to my door. And I said, oh, sorry, is that like too forward that I just gave you access to my entire house? And she was like, no, I'm your girlfriend. I'm allowed to have it. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize I had asked her to be my girlfriend. Isn't oh. that amazing? Did you feel amazing though? You must have loved that. Yeah, I giggled. I got bright red and started giggling, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, that was easy." And but then in my head, I was like, "Oh, I'm like kind of a romantic, so I would have like, I, I'm not. I don't need romance done to me, but I like doing it for." What other would people. you have done? What would you have done? Let's hear it. What I don't know. Have- I hadn't even planned it. I was yeah. just like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe- I feel the same way. I want to. I want to be the doer, the creator of yes. romance. For I want to woo. That's like that turns me on so much. Yes. I mean, you're the you're the boy one. It, yeah. And yeah, I guess <laughs> like we've always just been like, yeah, we go. We kind of go back and forth. We both have a little femme day, a little mask day. But I guess I, I'm definitely more on the on the who would propose. We've actually talked about this and we don't know. So we, what, what's going to happen? I don't Is know. it going to be a it's going to be like a standoff? Like you both <laughs> like have a ring. <laughs> you know, I don't like, know. Like a duel. I, I, we, I think when it gets if we ever got near more near that point she wants to finish school first and we also cannot agree neither of us have ever pictured a wedding day and yeah we go back and forth we talked about this last week go back and forth on like eloping versus having a small wedding but then you run into like well you know like my family's huge and then so if I invited all my family she invited all hers my side would be like giant compared to hers but then she's like I want to invite a few friends and be like well then me too and it's the normal wedding fiasco. So we're like, until we can come to terms with the wedding nightmare, we don't even want to try and bring that into conversation by getting engaged. Cause yeah, I hear I, it's, I hear you. I, I, kinda, <laughs> I made the mistake of not thinking about the wedding when I got engaged because mm. when I got engaged, I was really just thinking about partnership. I wasn't yeah. thinking about throwing a big wedding and my partner and I, we both don't care about stuff like that. We more yeah. so just care about like being committed to each other. And also I think it's fun to, know you're gonna be with this person and also yeah. rings are cool yes that is my thing i was like i would love to be wearing a ring and i would love to like you know announce like declare my love for you as officially as humanly possible exactly as, like, deep and yeah. meaningful as possible 
but we're we were literally like okay we can just elope and then she's like your mom would murder me if she wasn't yeah. there and i was like okay well my mom can be there she goes well then my mom too and i was like okay but my dad's <laughs> and she's like okay but then my brother and i was like the dads are always a second thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> my dad by the way the coming out story you have is i said to my mom when i was really little i was like i'm gay i'm like just don't tell dad yeah and you you similarly are like just don't i don't want dad to text me it's like we just go to the mom is the direct line of communication yes. the dad you're like just please control him like keep him in balance yes. i'm not sure what you're doing with him have you ever watched um a big fat greek wedding where the mom was yes. like the dad like, i'm the neck yes yes i have my entire life and like that is the most true statement ever like guys are yeah like the head or whatever and that's just a title it's the women that literally control it, it. Yes. Dad is the head of the family. I'm the neck that turns the head. Yes. Women are the necks. Yes. And they support That's everything. Brilliant. Yep. That's brilliant. I think about that too. I've never had anyone bring that up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me where people can find you and like what projects you want to like promote the most right now. What you're so excited about. Honestly, There's it's so an app things. I'm creating called flip. It is an app where you can find it's about local- flipping straight girls, <laughs> straight girls that a gay girl <laughs> could take down. No, that's just my overall goal in life. Um, <laughs> Becca is two miles from you. She, she is curious. Go now. <laughs> Go now. She's had one drink. <laughs> um, no, it's called Flip. It's finding local individual players. It's a it's a sports and activities app. So you can find people to partner with to do sports and activities with, like a tennis partner or hiking buddy. I'm surfing. That's so fun. Yeah. It's uh it's launching it's soft launching at the end of this month, at the end of January, and then hopefully nationwide by I think the end of March. So that's one I'm that's a huge project I'm working on. So if you see that, please download it. I would very much appreciate it. Flip. Other than that, flip, yes. Um Can other you than review that, the person you played with? Uh dude. Like rate the person? Yeah, like hey, Carl went on a rigorous hike, didn't bring water, tried to hit me at the end, or like Mike's great at tennis. Bought a bunch of Gatorade. It was super fun. He's an A-plus player. Dude, we're putting that in the app. We were doing this. Like, we tell people, and they ask us those questions. We're like, yes. Like, we were just putting, like, it's about to launch, so we're just putting everything we can in. I want that. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be fun. Reviewing really people, it's that. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anywhere else on the internet, just type in my name, Rachel Ballinger. I have uh, three podcasts. A million I have, things come up. I, yes. I have a main YouTube channel. I have a vlog YouTube channel and my podcast, which if you're into podcasts, uh, I have one very much like this, Rachel Uncensored, where I just talk about whatever I want with my friends, and uh, that's... That's it. And then on TikTok cool. and Instagram, if you want to see my face. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah.